and welcome in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett. Uh, we are obviously previewing the uh, the clash this weekend with uh, the, when the boys take on the Parramatta Eels at Leichhardt Oval. And as always, as I said, just in the ad read then, we are sponsored by West Ashfield, the best place to watch the game live and loud. Uh, and we can do that Saturday, 730 um, and of course, MG Pump Solutions, Big Shane still, uh, yeah, on a, a big job at the moment. Uh, give us a follow at Westlife Pod, Instagram, Twitter, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Uh, Rob and Aaron, the Discord's been, man, the Discord notifications this week. A lot, uh, a lot of chat um, going on in there this week. Um, yeah, so if you want to come join us in the Discord, it's only a couple of bucks a month. In to yeah to support the show so yeah patreon.com forward slash westlife youtube subscribe like notifications all that um see there's a few people streaming live as we speak or as i speak right now um and obviously guys we promised uh shane walker and timmy brasher earlier in the week now i've heard a few reports of a couple of people that attended the um, the race day at Rose Hill on Saturday. Uh, not only did a few half the races get washed out, but um, a flu has uh, gone rampant through a few of the guests there, including Timmy and Shane. So, um, yeah, Shane and I organising, trying to get the boys on for next week. Um, yeah, so as I bring in... My co-host, um, Rob, your first first online. We'll go to you. How are you, uh, how are you on this Thursday heading into uh, this weekend? Can we get another miracle, Rob? That's that's my headline for tonight. Probably not, but man, if if we can get two wins over Parramatta, that almost that's almost worth getting the wooden spoon in uh, in my eyes. Anyway, God, I hate them. <laughs> G'day, Josh. G'day, Aaron. Uh, yeah, I'm surprisingly okay tonight. I uh, don't think we're going to get any miracles Saturday night, but obviously the, the worse the weather is, I mean, the weather can be a, a big leveller, of course. So, yeah. you know, you can't be as expansive with the ball, etc. cetera. Uh, yeah, look, I'm not expecting too much. And uh, as I've told you, I'm not going to watch the game live. I'm going to watch a replay from now on. I'm going to start looking after my own health a little bit better. So won't be getting worked up over it. I'll make sure I'm busy and uh, I'll find out what the full-time score is and watch a replay before Monday night. Or Tuesday night, whenever we do the next pod. And Aaron, are you heading to the Big Smoke from Orange for the game on Saturday? Will I see you there? I definitely am heading up. I'm leaving after Beautiful. work tomorrow. Beautiful. Yeah, I'll be there as well. What are your early... Obviously, we're going to preview this game, but um, is it going to be a sad drive home this week or can can the boys get it done some somehow? I feel like it probably is going to be a sad drive home. I would like another Easter miracle um, or a repeat of the Easter miracle. I'm in a last man standing tipping competition um, yep. at my dad's pub up in Ermington. There are seven of us left in it for a $480 prize. Three of us, me, my dad, and uh, my dad's housemate have gone the rabbits. The other four have all gone para. So that'd be a very nice reason for the Tigers to win, mm. knock those guys out for me. How good is that? That um, 
Yeah, gutsy though. I think there'll be your left, mate. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> there'll be seven of you left after the week. I have a feeling the there will week. be, but I yeah. I can dare to dream, can't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zig when others zag, why not? Swing for the fences. Uh, righto, boys. So first topic. Um, yeah, low grades going on this weekend. So New South Wales Cup. Three three grades playing at Leichhardt on Saturday, Rob. I know. Um, yeah, that's a lot of people like it. The old olden days when you had third, second, and what was it under twenty ones? What was it back in the olden days? Twenty right? ones. Uh, yeah, yeah the first game was under twenty threes or third grade. Twenty three, sorry. Yeah, and then reserve. That's crazy. Grade. Like most NRL players by twenty three are like three years into their career by now. Yeah, it's really weird. They like started not started later, but it took them a lot longer to get into first mm. grade in general. But nowadays. Like you know, the careers are, are a lot longer. Like you know, you get players reti- retiring in their mid to late thirties now. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. quite weird. Much much shorter career back then. But that's why know, records, yeah, records are getting smashed. They try scoring game like Cameron Smith playing four hundred games and that sort of thing because players their careers is just so so much longer now. But uh, but sadly, in terms of playing for the one club, especially our club, um, being like at Oval, the like. Will we ever get a, a junior zero Benny Elias kind of um, person where that just plays their whole? <laughs> it might be Luke Brooks uh, in saying that. But yeah. anyway, New South Wales Cup um, and Josie Flegg are before the main game this week, and New South Wales women. So as you um, luckily saved me last weekend by mentioning, they are in the semi-final. Uh, this weekend, after winning last weekend, they are playing the Bears 2 p.m. in a double header. Um, yeah, at Jubilee Nest, Nest Net Strata Jubilee Stadium. So, um, yeah, get out and support the girls um, to make the grand final. How good would that be, as? Oh, that'd be great. Um, the grand finals at Campbelltown too, by the way, next weekend. Wow. Okay. Um, and if they beat the Bears, who finished first, so it's going to be a tough order because the mm. Bears had a good win over us earlier in the season, they'll be playing either the Mounties or Sharks in the grand final next week. Yeah, right. So that will um, be a really, really good one to to watch. Hopefully, if maybe a few fans who don't want to go to first grade get out there, or I don't know, maybe you could do the do the double there, head out to Nestrada and then make your way from there to Leichhardt. Don't know what the the road from there is like, but know, uh, traffic's pretty bad. But I think between three and seven, I think four and a half hours, you'd be all right. You'd almost get the orange in four and a half hours, couldn't you? Uh, orange, orange is three and a half hours away from Sydney, so yeah. <laughs> and just shouts to, uh, to Joey who just joined the Patreon, obviously, as I was talking about it earlier. He just joined as well. I'll send you a link to the Discord. There you go. Live, live shout out as your first gift. Thanks, Joey. Patreon.com forward slash West. Life. The boys head back home to Leichhardt this Saturday night for round 17 clash with the Parramatta Eels. And you can, of course, watch all the action live and loud in the lounge and sports bar this Saturday, 9th of July. Kickoff is, of course, at 7.35. And then, of course, you can watch the uh, the Game 3 State of Origin, the Decider. Can the Mighty Blues take down the Maroons and win, take home the trophy? You can watch all the action live and loud on the big screen. At West Ashfield as well. That's obviously next Wednesday, July 13. Kickoff is at 8 o'clock. So, Origin Night at West Ashfield. You can enjoy 
the Gardens State of Origin burger and beer deal for just 19 bucks. How good is that? Uh, for more information, visit Wes Ashfield's website, westashfield.com.au. Step up and play at the home of the West Tigers, West Ashfield, 115 Liverpool Road, Ashfield. Members uh, prices are the, is what we talked about there. So you've got to be a member, but you, of course, sign up. Get, go to West Ashfield, become a member. Uh, terms and conditions apply. Drink responsibly. Righto, first topic uh, the Brooks situation, boy, and the Adam. Uh, we'll do Brooks and Dwayne in the same uh, same situation. So, if you've been living under a rock this week, uh, young Luke Brooks has uh, a few people calling this the best thing he's done in a West Tigers uniform uh, in quite some years. Poor, poor Brooksy, but basically he's had a stab at the club for leaks. So, I've got the quote up for those uh, watching. I've got the quote up in uh, some fancy writing for you. But for those listening, so he basically said, it's pretty disappointing that people in the club tend to leak a fair bit. And he said this to a press conference, by the way. It wasn't like this was an exclusive to a reporter. It was literally at a press conference uh, after training. Uh, without myself not being spoken to and seeing it all in the news, it was pretty, it's pretty frustrating. But it was all cleared up. And in the end, I was playing, so it was all a bit of a storm in a teacup. I think it came from a place where it probably shouldn't have, and that is what is frustrating about sometimes about this club. A fair few stories get leaked out, and I think it comes from people a lot higher than us. Rob, my jaw nearly hit the floor. Um, partly, like, it's so shocking that I, like, laughed as well, as well as being shocked. Like, for, for Brooks, because he's known for being pretty quiet and then to come out and have a jab, jab at his, the men, like, paying his wages, I guess, well, I guess you can put it that way, but crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, I think, um, look, we all know Brooksy's got, you know, thick skin. He, he's copped a lot, you know, from our fan base and from the press over a long time. He was, you know, touted as the next Andrew Johns. Uh, look, put simply, Josh, I think this is just Brooksy's way of wanting to get out of the club. I, I don't think you come out and say what you said uh, and and expect, you know, not to get a slap over the wrist from someone within the club. You know, you just can't speak out against a club like that when you're a paid member of that organisation. I think he went further too, Josh, in the TV interview and said something like, well, you know, I'm the one that, I did. They didn't. I didn't ask for the money they gave me. They gave me the money that you know they offered. So he really, he really had a full swing um, at the club. And you know, it probably is the best thing that he did in terms of all of us because we're all sick of the leaks. In in terms of you know what that is. Um, I you know I actually contacted the sponsor of our show a couple of months ago, Simon Cook. Uh, you know from West Ashfield or West Tigers too, I should say. Uh, sent him an email. We had a good chat about it and. He was very forthcoming about everything, but, you know, his attitude was kind of like, you can't stop it. And and it wasn't so much he can't stop it within the club, but he said, you don't know if players are talking, you don't know if managers are talking, uh, you don't know if they're talking to family members and family members are leaking stuff to the media. So, you know, he kind of tried to say, well, look, even if it was stopped in-house, is it going to stop permanently? But it's just at the point now with, with everything going on, you know, we need our leaders to stand up and do something about it. You know, and it doesn't seem to stop. Uh, I mean, you're going to go into the Adam Dwayhe, uh, you know, talk as well. Like if Adam had a private conversation with Brett Kamali 
and didn't want that leaked, then how do we know about it? Did it, it sounds like it wouldn't have come from Adam's camp. Did it come from Kamali? Did it come from Sheen's after Sheen smoothed it over? We don't know, but it's just it's just it's just poor. Like it's just it's literally something every day, and we know the journalists want to talk about it every day. But if you've seen the amount of contact I've had today, like people reaching out to me, like from the players' camps, supporters, uh, even someone within the club organisation today reached out to me in frustration. I said, guys, I can't do anything about it. I'm happy to talk to you about it, but you know, you, you need our bosses to do something about it. It's an absolute disgrace, and, and I think our leaders are a disgrace. And if they cared about this, they would do something about this. It's just an absolutely poor look. And I, I'm, I'm lost for words. I don't know what we do about this, Josh, anymore. I don't, I don't know how, why is it so hard just to not shut up and just, you know, let our, let our footy do the talking. Not that it's doing much, but how, how, how are we supposed to have harmony coming up to a game at home when Brooks is saying he's unhappy and Dwayne's saying he's unhappy and he's actually unhappy that it's come out? That he said he was unhappy, and and then you know the way he says he doesn't want to play centres, but you know you know he's going to do the right thing on Saturday night. But he he came out publicly and said I want to be in the halves in the future. And then I don't know if you've got the team handy, Josh, but if you look at the New South Wales Cup team, every player from number one to number six is a centre. So you know I I, I don't know what. I don't know what to make of it all. It's just it's just frustrating. But it's, to be honest, it's part of it's the daily life of a West Tigers fan now. Mm. As what was your reaction hearing this from Brooksy? To be completely honest, I didn't know anything about this until not all that long ago. Um, looked up, I did a little bit of reading before coming on the show, just so I could be a little bit more up to date with the news and the goings on and everything like that. But. I'm hoping that if it's being called out, that's going to stop it or at least get us on the right track to stopping it because it's getting to be a, to me to be a little bit bullshit that everything we do is front page news or back page news in the in the Daily Telegraph and the Herald and whatever other news articles they post about us. It's just a whole lot of bull crap that nothing we do stays behind closed doors and obviously if someone's leaking it to cause that but whoever's doing it needs to be held accountable because yeah it's just it's just bullshit um i feel for brooksy he's been put in a pretty rough situ rough uh position here um like you said he's copped a lot of flack for years and years and years because of poor performance or what what have you and he's he's in my in my opinion, he hasn't done anything wrong, and he's called it out. He probably won't be there at the club next year because of it, but hopefully, calling it out gets us on the right track to stopping it or finding who the leak is. Uh, just shouts, Brocker. I did notice your notification come through regular uh, on the live stream. He's joining us on the Patreon as well, legend. Um, and of course, the other player in all this. Uh, Adam Dway here. So basically, it came out reports earlier in the week that he's told the club, uh, or told Brett Kamali, look, I want to put me in second grade. Um, give me this, basically, give me the 5 8 spot or put me in second grade. Well, that's how it was kind of paraphrased. He wasn't actually quoted as saying that, as far as I know. It was just kind of um, paraphrased that way. And then he's come out later in the week saying it's just how does that private conversation 
get out. He's just saying, look, I want to like, um, yeah, basically get, get my, my groove back in second grade. So the, the conversation wasn't quite what the headline, um, headline was, but I said it the last episode of the episode before in terms of Adam being <clears throat> unhappy is pretty, pretty common knowledge. And, I said if he, it will come down to who said it in the comments before Nathan uh, Norman, sorry, on Facebook. Brooks, Adam, Jacko, I think was signed elsewhere. Come November, look, I think it comes down again. I said it the other day. If Adam gets a six, um, and it's a money thing too. Obviously, six halves get paid more than centers, um, so he'll get paid more as well, uh, and that's why the club basically aren't offering contracts to Dwayne yet or Jacko and et cetera, et cetera, because the new coach comes in and says, no, I don't think he's a 5'8". They're only going to offer him centers money. So if the new coach coming in doesn't think Adam Dwayne should be in the halves, he'll he'll go. Um, is that pretty much how you see it, Rob? Yeah, look, we, firstly, what you said about Adam speaking to uh, Coach Brett Kamali, it, the way that sounded, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he meant it in a way that he, it wasn't a threat. It was like, I, I really see myself as a 5'8". Uh, if you don't see me as a 5'8 in first grade, do you mind playing me in New South Wales Cup so I can get more match fitness up and, and get more game time and, and build my fitness up and do it that way? It wasn't like, you know, make me number six or else. So I think we need to clear that up, you know, pretty, you know, there and then. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with what he said. And to be honest, we've we've said on the show, you know, the last couple of weeks, why did we play him off the bench, you know, against Canterbury and 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 waste a sub or bringing on with twelve minutes left? Like we all thought ourselves, shouldn't he be getting his game honed in New South Wales Cup first, build a match fitness up, and then when he's ready, promote him to number six. Um, obviously, in terms of him being five eight, the the other spanner in the works was the fact that. They said Luke Brooks was going to get dropped a couple of weeks ago. The club kind of kept him in first grade to make those reports look bad. So they kind of like called the, the media's bluff on that. It's just it's just a mess. I, I really don't know what to make of it all. Um, I can I, I won't say which halves camp I spoke to today, but I spoke to one of them today. And I can tell you now that one of them is not very happy about the whole situation and, and the way it's the way it's heading and the way I see it, even though they couldn't speak for someone out of the other halves. Like all, I think all three of them might not be there in a couple of years. Mm. It's just, it's just getting ridiculous, and it's, it's almost at the point, guys, where I know, I know there are only players, and it's, it's not about, um, you know, whether the club's gonna stay afloat financially or anything like that. But if the club literally didn't have Adam Dwayne and and uh, Jackson Hastings as, as part of, you know, part of their club in a year or two, it's almost worthy of the NRL stepping in, you know, and speaking to the West Tigers and saying, what the hell are you doing? Like, mm. we almost need an independent, you know, investigation, not not these rubbish uh, reviews that our club do where, you know, the people that should be investigated are doing the investigating, like Pasco was doing last year or, you know, like Sheens was doing in the investigating about Mads. Like, he, you know, he could be part of the problem too. So... You know, I think we when if we're going to do reviews within the club, they need to be independent. The, the the part about where one person within the club is doing the review is just utter bullshit. 
and it, and it makes no sense and you can't get a, a, a true finding you know without some bias or you know for example if something's going wrong in the footy department and it comes back to sheens well he's not going to put himself out there and say oh that was my fault and and we already know he's made a couple of mistakes in terms of how they've handled madge nine months ago and a few weeks ago and and why we didn't offload brooks to newcastle when he wanted to go so you know that falls squarely on sheens mm. uh, so i think you know if people are running reviews they've got to be independent but it's, it's just a mess. Like, fans are reaching out. You know, they're all frustrated. I had one 50-plus-year-old supporter ring me last night. I was on the phone for 45 minutes and happy to talk to him. But I'm like, mate, I can't do anything. Just hang in there. If, if you don't give it away, if you want to have a break for a few months, have a break and just see how things pan out. See who we name as coach. See if we've got a change of, you know, board or CEO or anything down the track. And if it doesn't change or it doesn't, you know, meet, make you happy then you know by all means you know give it a miss like i said the way i'm treating it now so i don't lose my shit is i'm just not going to watch the game live anymore i'll watch it afterwards i, I hope we have a win i'd love to win at leichardt i hope the boys can live for the crowd or and they can get some energy off the crowd but you know if we've got a couple of unhappy players it's it doesn't really look good for the weekend uh just uh matter two on youtube we'll kind of segue into that as well. I don't have it on the list, but we'll talk about it anyway because it's kind of developing that Tim Sheens might uh, might take over and Appy Corosal came out and said, um, yeah, in support of Sheens today, but he was kind of uh, pushed into into saying he supported it. And uh, Justin in the Discord made a good point. It's like he's not like – he's not going to say that he doesn't like him when he's – come to play for him so um as what are your thoughts if sheen's took over as coach what what are your thoughts on that honestly if he wants to let him um can't be couldn't possibly be worse than how Kamali's going at the moment it just doesn't feel like the crowd uh, the team's playing for him uh they they claim to be through all the uh press conferences and stuff i think jacko had some nice things to say about Noddy in the press conference last week, but it honestly just doesn't seem like the team's playing for him. Maybe if Sheens is the coach, they'll um, pull their fingers out of their backsides and rip in an extra gear or two, knowing that he's essentially in charge of the club and would have a lot of say over whether or not they'd be continuing to play for the club next year and into the future. Uh, I feel like I'm in a telethon. Rachel, uh, Long, she's always. Uh, I see her pop up in the live stream. She's in the uh, on the Patreon now. Where, uh, yeah, God, we need celebrities on the phones. How many Patreons sign ups in one night? Thanks, thanks for your support, guys. And um, yeah, Rachel, I'll send you the Discord link soon. Um, Rob, back to Tim Sheens. What are your thoughts on Sheensy possibly coaching you again? I feel like you might be. Not quite with Aaron there. Look, I've got mixed feelings on it. I, I agree with Aaron to a certain degree about 2022. Uh, as I said on Twitter today, in terms of who we've got available within the West Tigers organisation, the only player that should be, uh, the only person that should be interim coach is Tim Sheens. He's the only one that can maybe unlock the answers to these players, you know, psychologically and get the best out of them. 
uh, for him to be the coach in 2023 and beyond, no way. And Tim Sheens himself, when he got rid of Madge, said part of his decision was, is Michael Maguire going to be the coach I want here in three years' time from now? And I think, you know, with all due respect to Tim Sheens, you've got to apply the same to him. Is Tim Sheens a guy we want to be a coach when he's basically going to be 75 years of age? And the answer is no. And the other thing in terms of mentoring a coach, if we need Tim Sheens to mentor a coach, then Tim Sheens needs to be the coach. And I don't think Tim Sheens should be the coach. So, no, Tim Sheens doesn't need to mentor the coach. The coach needs to be able to work with Tim Sheens have similar philosophies about rugby league to Tim Sheens, but the coach has to have his own mind. Like we've basically gone down the path, Josh, of Canterbury-Bankstown. Okay, because Canterbury-Bankstown, you know, bought in Phil Gould. Okay, mm. the, all their footy department have a big name there trying to attract people. We've basically said, oh, you know what, Canterbury are doing this. And let's be frank, Canterbury have been coming last or near last for a few years. So why the hell we copied their model is absolutely stupid but anyway we've gone down that path and to be fair to tim sheens tim sheens needs a job so you know i'm not blaming tim sheens for for taking up that role but tim sheens hasn't been an nrl coach for over 10 years he got sacked by us in 2012 uh i'm not saying he can't do the job i just think i i would doubt he could do the job properly and but tim sheens wouldn't shirk away from the job but it's not his style to ever give up um you know if you speak to tim sheens he's very convincing a anything that comes out of his mouth you'll actually believe everything he says because he's very knowledgeable but he's a trooper too like you know he as a player he was a prop forward for penrith you know they they he played for 13 years never made a semi-final never complained about it never whinged like he's just one of those guys you'll just keep plodding along plodding along but ultimately you want the results and you know we, we sacked him for three finals in 10 years. And obviously now we're desperate to get back to the finals. I, I think there are enough candidates out there, guys, to, you know, to have someone in there. Mm. Uh, but for Sheens to be the full-time coach for next year, it'd be a definite no from me. But having said that, I'll, I will put one proviso on that. If he took over this roster right now and got four or five wins in the last nine games, then all of a sudden I'd have to eat my words. But I don't think he's capable of getting those wins with the with the way the boys are playing right now. But in terms of who's going to be performing the best, who's going to get – which coach will get our players to perform best, even if they don't win a game, I, I still think it would be Tim Sheens and it'd be, he'd do a better job than Kamali. But it's just a really tough situation. I think, you know, uh, Hadja Pentelis and Pascoe and the board – they need to find a coach ASAP. Uh, I think if they wanted Sheens to be the coach, they would have offered him that by now. But, um, yeah, poor, poor Brett Kamali. Like, he's just absolutely being thrown to the deep end and, yeah, no, nothing's happening for him. And I, hope, I really hope they prove me wrong Saturday night. But, yeah, I, I can't see how we're going to win Saturday night unless Para have a few late withdrawals or they get a bout of COVID running through the camp or something. Rachel just asked, any updates on the coach? Is John Morris, as far as you know, Rob still favourite? Well, I I was told that it was a done thing a couple of weeks ago. They, they, look, there's just too much rumour going around, Josh. I, I had someone ring me today and said, Josh Morris has knocked it back. I, I That's not – I wouldn't John, say – John Morris. John Morris, yeah. I think I said John. <laughs> sorry. Did I say Please. John? 
apologize. Yeah, yeah. not one yeah. of the the Morris I, twins. I, I do that once an episode, don't I? <laughs> uh, yeah. So someone told me that John Morris has said no. I'm not sure about that. Uh, I also heard that Benji did get offered the job. Like it's not a maybe. Wow. Benji, Benji Benji Marshall got offered the job. Benji Marshall knocked it back. Said it's not the right time for him now. Well, you didn't tell me that. That's the first time I've heard. I, uh, normally, everything you say on the show, I've heard before wow. the show. I haven't heard. That's that's huge. That's you're kind of glossing over that. That's 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 a. Massive I, I, thing. I, I, I love anyway. Benji, but I, I don't think Benji would be the right guy right now. Like Benji hasn't coached a first grade team. He's, he's no, I agree. Fit. I agree. I, I can't believe the club actually. That's that, that's some like shit that I see in comments on Facebook groups talking about this coaching thing. Like if some like half jokingly give Benji the coaching. Benji's never coached like a team in his life. He only retired last year. Like he's that's that's insane that they'd offer Benji the head coaching role. An assistant coach, totally understand. But that um wow, my jaw just dropped. Well mate, I haven't been on the Discord chat since about one or two o'clock this afternoon because I've literally been speaking to like three or four different people, you know, mm. with the organization and, and and from different players camps. And unfortunately most of it's just all frustration. And I'm like, it, it's, it's really weird, Josh, but it's almost like when I see someone else frustrated, it makes me feel better about myself because I feel like <laughs> I'm not the only one that's. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this, when you're but... a kid, if you get, if you get detention and all your mates are on detention, it's much easier to cop. Exactly. Than exactly. Kids, kids don't get detention perfect, anymore. They wouldn't know what they're talking about. That's an absolute but... perfect analogy. But yeah. I'm, like, I'm just like, you know what, man, I'm spending, you know, a few hours a day just talking to everyone about this. And like I say, I love talking about rugby league and West Tigers, but it just, it's getting us nowhere. Like we literally need most of this board to step down. I feel like, I feel like with our board, it's almost like Lee and Justin just walk into the board and, and literally get the other seven members just to sign off on shit. And no one puts their hand up or challenges them or, or takes them on or says, like, you know, imagine, you know, the three of us and, and Shane, imagine like the four of us all together, we're having massive problems with Westlife and there's these massive leaks coming from everywhere. Mm. Do you think we're just going to sit on it or act like, you know, you know Aaron. well, you know, something happened the other night. We did act. But anyway, so like the point is you just act on it. You don't just sit on it and just, you know, chew your fingers and just say, oh, shit happens. Like this is a professional organisation. And like I said, right last week, right now, they've got no Madge to blame. They can't blame Madge anymore. So the media is just going hardcore at our front office and they're going to want to deflect all the attention. So, yeah, that Benji shit you just dropped. If Michael, Ch our mate Michael Chalmers is listening, or he's be petting something now. I'm staring into this. As what do you, what are your thoughts as Benji Marshall as a head coach? Sorry, Rob, did you, did you say 100% the club offered Benji Marshall the role? Or I'm, I'm, I'm reliably told they asked him if he'd like the position. And he said, no, I can't 100% verify that, but I'll back my source. Jesus Christ. As thoughts on, ben <laughs> thoughts on Benji Marshall being a head coach when he literally played for South last year. Last year? Um, I 100% I yeah. agree with Benji. It's not the right time. I'd love to see him as a coach one day. Maybe him and Robbie is some sort of coaching duo, but... That's definitely a further down the track thing after they've both had some experience as assistant coaches. I'd love to see either or both of those guys at the club as assistant coaches, but 
holy Jesus. If the club is if the club is asking a player who's only retired within the last year or two to come and coach when they've got no coaching experience whatsoever, that's just setting yourself up for more failure. And you'd but- you'd end up alienating one of the only blokes who's really been passionate about this club for his whole life, well, his whole his, his whole adult life, essentially, just alienating him from the club and ruining his chances of ever getting another coaching gig again. This mm. is not going to be a job for another coach. The coach who comes on to coach this train wreck is going to need to at least have some sort of knowledge of what the hell they're getting themselves into. Mm. But it suits the narrative of Tim Sheen's wanting to have his fingers on the coaching a little bit. Like if he's got someone that's never coached an NRL team before, mm. obviously Tim Sheen's will have his fingerprints all over it. Like I'm, I don't know how true this is, but I'm even being told that Tim Sheen's has been picking the teams. It's, it hasn't even been Brett, Brett Kamali. Like Brett, I, I've heard Brett Kamali's frustrated at some of the selections. So I, I don't know what to believe anymore, mate. Like I'm just and and some of these sources are uh, you know have been pretty credible and some aren't. But I don't know if it's player camps trying to you know get it out there so that they know they're upset or what have you. But, you know, th- these are people that pretty much know what's going on and, and deal with these people every day. And, you know, maybe that's a problem. Like maybe they shouldn't be leaking shit to me too. I don't know. But there's just too much talk about about what's going on. And, you know, I, I tell you what, I never would have had Flanagan in 100 years. I still don't want him as our coach. But it's just like everyone else is just getting an X through them. Like you almost think maybe we do need, you know, a, a drug cheat coach like i just i just don't know anymore i it's i i don't know i don't know that that's hadger pentelis's and pasco's job and 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 as i said last week they bungled it up you know cronulla sacked a coach on a tuesday they had a new coach announced on a wednesday we should have done the same thing you know we're, we're just not we're just not the right organization guys we're just we're just terrible can't close the deal to save our lives no, what's the point of having a bloke come in as an as an interim coach or whatever if he's not even going to be giving any control of the team, like let him make the team selections, let him have a chance to say, this is who I reckon is in our best 17. This is what I reckon is their best position. If he's, if he's there as the interim coach, if his name is on the team sheet as the coach, then why isn't he getting any say in what goes on? And the fact is that Sheens didn't even go, if he picked the team, he didn't even go to New Zealand. He was at West Ashfield when the game was on, on when did we play Sunday? Yeah, yep, Sunday. Sunday. He was at you, West Ashfield doing a yeah, Q and A team. You can still be. I know, but if he's picking the t- if he's picking the team, you think he'd have a walkie-talkie or something telling the coach what to do in the comp in the coach's box too. It's, it's, well, does yeah, does it make sense? Does it make weird. sense to you guys? Does it make sense to you guys that a couple of weeks ago we had a bench that had only two forwards on it? Like that. That's something Sheens used to do all the time. Mm. I, can't, I can't imagine Noddy Noddy Kamali having two backs and two forwards, or you know, like a hooker, an outside yeah. back, and then two forwards. So from that part yeah, of it, it does make sense. I've now. seen I've seen games with you know Tim Sheens back in the day where we had Joel Reddy or Mitch Brown or or uh, what's his name Tom Humble. We had two of those three blokes on the bench. Like I've seen him do it, and I've seen him put them on with five minutes left in a game. You know, and 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 play with fifteen men basically for seventy five minutes. Like it's not something that's unfamiliar with Tim Sheen's style. So I can't I can't say it's not true. I mean, you know, look, it is a bit of speculation, but it makes sense. 
good question from Joseph on YouTube. If Sheens is picking the team, why would he be frustrated with Noddy? I mean, it hasn't really been confirmed. It was like the discussion might have been with Sheens as well. Could the players not know that Noddy's exactly not how would the, the team? Know? Yeah, how would the players know? Like Kamali has, you know, to we've used this term bust so many times ever since Ivan Cleary's you know, been mentioned with us. But Kamali has been thrown under the bus. He really has. And maybe Sheens thinks if he was interim coach, then he wouldn't get the gig next year. Maybe he figures if he throws Kamali under the bus, then he can put his hand up and say, well, hang on, I'm 70 years of age. I've won four premierships. I'll be the coach next year. I don't know. Like, it's just it's just hard to work out. But, you know, you'd, you'd think that Kamali will never get a gig again. Like, unless somehow we start winning a few games... If we won a few games, maybe they will make them all the head coach. But I can't see us winning any games, let alone one or two games. Uh, Didi Lodz on YouTube has Robbie been asked? I think he's like, I, I doubt Robbie would even contemplate. Do you think Robbie would ever, on the show, he said maybe in the future it's something when we had him on just before the season started, he said it's something in the future, but. He's not really sure. Um, yeah, I reached I just, out to him. I reached out to him today, but just on a you know something personal. Um, I, I wouldn't even ask him that just out of respect. Uh, but with what he said, Josh, when you interviewed him um, a few months back, he said he was kind of like sitting on the fence in terms of if he wanted to go down the coaching path or the office mm. path, like the CEO path. Yeah. Um, I, I know one thing with Robbie Farah. If he thought it was in the best interest of the club to do something, even if it was almost to be a sacrificial lamb, just to get our club through a certain crisis, he'd do it. But, you know, I think it'd be unfair on Robbie to, to throw him in as a full-time coach. But could he make a fist of it? He's a great talker. He knows the game as good as anyone. You know, he's highly intelligent. So whatever he, he puts his mind to, he'll be a success at. So, mm. but I, you know, it, it, it's probably not fair on him to throw him there. But I guess if he had someone like Sheens who he looks up to uh, as, you know, for guidance, I'm, I'm sure he could do it. But as Seraldo and his manager said, if they're paying attention, we need an experienced coach. So the thing, the thing about Robbie as well with his business, would you rather be flying to around the world watching Premier League soccer games and Super Bowls as, as your gig or trying to lose half your life, trying to work out how to coach the West Tigers? I think I know... Half what your life, life and uh, all your hair. Yeah, well, Robert, true. Yeah. The, the, I, th I think you know what you're right with that, and and you know he has got a you know great lifestyle and he enjoys yeah. his freedom. But I, and I, as you said, good balance at the moment as well. Yeah, he does. But people, you, you, you're selling short how much he loves the club. Yeah, that, yeah, I know. But to take the whole, the whole like, like he said, he likes doing the blue shirt. Like to to be the the top dog and to be it's. As if we've got multiple comments here, who would who's who would take this job? It's we're only going to get someone who's desperate for a first grade gig to coach his team. Yeah, well, I I, I can tell you now, like I've got I, there was someone who was very interested in this CEO role that basically sent me a short message last night, just saying, you know, what what a low we're at as a club, uh, what a shambles it is. And whether it's good football people or good office people, it's going to be really hard for the Tigers to attract that. He goes, it's just looking more unattractive every day. So 
I, I didn't press him any further, but I kind of felt like that was his way of saying I'm not interested anymore, which, mm. you know, like it's just it's just that low, like you just don't know how you're going to get out of this. It's, it's mm. like we need to clean out, guys. We need to clean out. We need the NRL to step in. We need something something to be done. It's just it's just not it's just not a good situation. Yeah. Zachary made a good point on YouTube. He's sitting next to Noddy in the com box. So I think he'd make a very good assistant coach for sure. No, like I said, whatever he yeah. puts his mind to, he could do. But I just think, yeah. it, you know, maybe he needs a few years as an assistant coach to, mm. you know, like, look, don't forget, he's, he's played under, you know, Sheens. He's, he's played under a few coaches. He's played under Potter. He's unfortunately played under Taylor, <laughs> you know, uh, Cleary. Yeah. Um, you know, in fact, he said to me, Cleary, like I was actually surprised by this. He said Cleary's just like one of the, like probably the best coach he's ever had tactically. You know, like his his game plans well, are really detailed and stuff like that. Grand thought, final last year, so yeah. But I thought it was surprising considering he's won a premiership under Sheens and Sheens is mm. considered guru and all that sort of stuff. So, look, I mean, he he definitely, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt. But I mean, gosh, for for his last few weeks sitting in the coach's box and as as an assistant, he's probably hating how things are going. And mm. you know, he's sort of guy that would want to be changing things himself. He must be hating watching what he's seeing on the field. You know, he's probably wishing his knees were better and he was five years younger and he could get back out there. Uh, okay, let's move on. There is actually a game of rugby league this weekend. For I've, us got, to a, talk I've about. got a quick question. Oh, you first. go, Faz. Based, um, so you guys were talking about Sheen's, what the, what the game was like when I watched uh, Sheen's team lists were like. Um, how many interchanges did we have back in the the late noughties? Was were we like more than ten or uh, how many teams did you say interchanges like during a game? Uh, when we won the comp, it was twelve, wasn't it? Yeah, but I, don't, I think I'm I'm going back to like the like it's I'm not going back to the double O's. I'm talking like the you know tens, elevens. Like I think Tom Humble was around in two thousand and eleven or something like mm. that. So and Joel Reddy's and what have you. So I'm I'm only talking literally back to his last couple of years of coach, like, you know, he, he put Matt Utah in the centres. You know what I mean? He just he did some crazy things at, at, at stages. So um, The 12 yeah. came, I think the 12 came in just before we won the comp. Before that, it was unlimited. So, like, teams like the Broncos would have, like, Webkey come on and just basically play offence, defence. Like, it was just, yeah, the Broncos really dominated because of the, the cattle and the depth they had. So yeah. the interchange obviously was a big part of us winning the comp because um, fatigue teams just couldn't, yeah, keep up. And then it's gone ten, and obviously Down to eight, uh, the yeah. eight, the eight was only a couple of years ago. A few, what was it, four or five years ago? The eight. Yeah. So I remember. I, I I feel like we didn't yeah. change when we won the comp. I felt like it was just straight out reserves. I actually don't remember. I actually do not remember. Yeah, now it's twelve, and obviously. When did the interchange? Because obviously the the big thing about the eighty nine grand final was zero and blocker went off, and it was like soccer and rugby union back then. Once you're off, you're off. You can't. That's come right. Back on. So the the interchange came in the next year. That that part I do remember. But in 19, the next year, yeah, nineteen ninety was interchange, but yeah, it wasn't. Right. It was it wasn't limited, Josh. It was unlimited interchange. Mm. So they went for they went from off you're off to unlimited interchange. Unlimited, and then it got reduced yeah. after that because you know they like the bigger teams just rolled through you. Like you, mm. you know, guys like the Raiders, 
Well, late, late, later on in the 90s, the guys like Craig Wing that were just, you know, getting fresh second rowers running at, mm. at these small halves all day, all day, they couldn't cope with it. Like, and there was no fatigue. And then also the little men weren't doing damage late in the game. So they had to bring a little bit of fatigue back. So they, they reduced the interchange. But I, I don't remember the actual numbers that they reduced them to. That's yeah. all. That's you can crazy. definitely I mean, see the effect that the um, the interchanges or how it's gone down has had on the game. So, if yeah, that that having two forwards on the bench may have worked back in the tens, elevens, twelves, but it was it. There was no way it was going to work when we played the Dogs a few weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. Even if um, Twally didn't have to come off as early as he did, it it just wasn't going to work. Yeah, we were talking about um, 2009 the other week, Aaron, and we were mentioning the game. One, you know, it wasn't the game we detailed, but we were talking about uh, you know the famous game where Benji does the flick pass around his back to Blake Ashford mm. uh, to, to score a try. That that night, Eric, Eric Grove still confused by that. That's right. Well, we lost to Iyaki that night. We lost Bo Ryan for a period of the game, and like we lost mm. two wingers in that game, and I, I we had a massive sheensy shuffle which was forced on us. We had John Morris, John Morris in the centres uh, and things like that. And I think from that moment, you know, it, like Sheen's just decided I need I need one or two backs on the bench minimum where, you know, prior to that, we probably ran with four forwards. Um, so we never used to carry a back on the bench. But because, like, that literally cost us our year losing that epic game between Power and, Be- and West Tigers, mm. who both won so many games in a row leading into that Friday night game. Yeah. Um, yeah, he it I, just... I reckon changed. we made the grand final that year. Yeah. If we win... If we scrape into the final we were so hot coming in to that we final series yeah, yeah we were hot. And obviously and we, 2010 yeah as well yeah we had, we had a few injuries we lost we lost rob louie we lost a couple of people that year mm. shannon was pretty good back in those days too so uh yeah it's, it's funny how we look back like on ninth place years and compared to now man that was the so better much years. More fun the better <laughs> times so happier times <laughs> we won nearly half our, we we did win half our games a few years ago. Like, yeah, but the difference, the difference was, Josh. You know, back in those days, you knew you could beat any team. You knew the West Tigers were capable of beating any team on their night. Uh, you know, if, if they play their style of football and and, and make their fair share yeah. of defence. Where right now, I don't see our team beating any NRL team simply for where they where they are mentally. Like, some for some reason, they've just clicked off after Madge got fired. And we we need you know the air put back in the balloon because it's just gone out. It's just terrible. Mm. Right. So we're playing the Paramount Eels seven thirty five Saturday night at the uh, yeah the eighth wonder of the world, Leichhardt Oval, my favourite place on the entire planet. Even when it's cold, wet, and the team is absolutely shit house, I still um, yeah love going to beloved Leichhardt Oval. Uh, team list, Dane Laurie still at fullback. Wingers, still David Offaloo, but Ken Mamalo. Obviously, the big thing this week, Adam Dwayhe is named in the centres as opposed to off the bench. Uh, Stafford Toa keeps his centre role rather than Jimmy Roberts. Um, we'll touch on that first. Uh, as, do you, would you, do you think Stafford... A lot of people are saying Stafford Toa probably doesn't deserve to be in first grade. He's been pretty poor. Well, I mean, they could say that about a few players, but um, yeah, are, are you were you shocked to see him 
named again this week? Yeah, I was. Um, as good as he filled in at fullback while we had Dano out, he just he just hasn't really been anywhere near as good um, since he's since he moved to the centers in that Rabbits game. We noticed how poor he was defensively in that Rabbits game. I think he was responsible for maybe three of the tries the Rabbits scored down that side um, in that rematch at Stadium Australia. But yeah, I'm I'm disappointed to see him there over uh, Roberts. Um, is Roberts injured or anything, or is he just no, being he's dropped? In, he's in Maggie's. Oh, he's in Maggie's, is he? Okay. Yeah, in that case, uh, yeah, I think he, he definitely should be there over um, Toa, but th- and this could probably rile a few people up, but I'd say even Gildart deserves to be there over Toa. That's just how that's how poor Toa is going in my eyes at the moment. That's uh, just that's a low blow. <laughs> <laughs> you just would you go just that far, Rob? I uh, look, I no, no offense to Gildart's camp because I'm in contact with him regularly. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I don't agree with that. Uh, as I said earlier, you go through that New South Wales Cup team, number one to number six. Yeah, I've got it in front of me. So yeah, you, you can read out the names, Josh, yeah. The back line, so the, the Maggie's team list. So Jun Tupo is playing fullback. Uh, Kepa Owa, Ollie Gildart on the wings. Jim, Jimmy Roberts and Tristan Riley centres. Tyrone Peachy and Jock Madden uh, in the halves. Uh, forwards, Austin Diaz, Alex Seifar, front row, Jake Simkin, hooker, uh, Jack Boylan, Aidan Perry, Tom Freebarn, 11-12-13. And on the bench, Ray Jankovic, uh, Atazi James, Keaton Walken, Walkington Meads, and Junior Polgar. Um, I mean, there's how many players are in there that played first grade this year? Junior... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, nine of the seventeen. Has Polga played first grade this year? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I, I don't remember that, but he might have. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Uh, so at least nine, nine or ten play, players have played first grade this year, playing for the Magpies um, against the Eels. So bring Junior Tupo back in. Give him another run. Yeah, I I say I say this every week. Um, I I want to see this kid, man. Like, I hope it's not a Zaxini situation. We well, didn't have the shocker that Zaxini had. Yeah, no, but he had a great game. He's the kid was like a little spark of excitement. That like, what game was it? Was it was it Magic it Round? Was magic Round, yeah, yeah, Magic, magic round. round. Like, is that a little bit of hope? A little bit of ray of hope that we've got something um good for the future and yeah that's he's gonna make mistakes he's young but who cares like put him in the centers Adam Dwayne should be in the halves like yeah it's let the kids play hashtag let the kids play um right a four pack so new brown still at hooker um, but Jakey Little is coming off the bench. Uh, James Tarmout, Zane Musgrove in the forwards. Luke Garner, Kelma Tuolagi still, um, yeah, our departing guys still in the back row. Joe Offen Gowie, uh, 13, ready to make another 100 tackles. And uh, Stefano, uh, Justin Matamua, 
to make his debut in the number 15 jersey in Leeds, as I said, and um, Fenua Pole as well gets another run this week, which um, which is good. I thought it was great last week. And I'm glad to see he gets his second game in first grade. Uh, as thoughts on Kilmatua Luggy still in first grade, like he's leaving and he's not in great form. Um, yeah, they, when when do we pull a pin on Kelma? If we or will 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 we? Yeah, Aaron, as. He must have his mm, mic. He's frozen. You go first, Rob. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, we've said it before, Josh. I don't think he should be there. But um, I think a poor indictment on our team is, I was just thinking, like, if a game goes for 80 minutes, how long would our first-grade team take to put our New South Wales Cup team away? If they were playing uh... each other. Like, like there, there's, there's, enough, there's enough sort of similar talent in New South Wales Cup mm. for... For our first grade team to, you know, have a reasonable take a reasonable amount of time to to put a gap on them, I reckon, and yeah. that, that's not a good thing. Yeah, it's just it's a, a squad full of meh, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like just, got a bunch yeah. of six out of tens, haven't we? We've got a mm. bunch of six out of ten sort of like efforts going on at the moment. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, back to Kelma. Yeah, look, you. you you don't even need to ask me this again. We're, even if he has a blinder on Saturday night, he shouldn't be in the first grade team. We've got to be looking at next year. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't have him there. I, I don't understand the logic behind it. Um, Luke Garner, on the other hand, said it, I said it last week. I still think he is showing effort and playing well enough. I wouldn't. I wouldn't drop Luke Garner. I'm happy for him to. Um, oh, as you're back. Plan B again. <laughs> Plan B. Switch devices. Um, as Luke Garner, do you do you think he's still? Um, I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy for Luke LG to keep playing in the side. I think he's yeah his effort and yeah he's he deserves to be there in my opinion. I mean, he, having him there definitely gives us a better chance of winning. But I I can see both sides. Obviously, it'd be nice to get yeah. some wins, whether he's there or not. Um, but I do feel like we do need to start giving some of those other guys a bit of a run. Mm. Um, if if he's not going to be there, what next year? What purpose does ha- does playing him serve for us? Yeah. I mean, based on form, I'd say you can't drop him. Um, but yeah, looking to if they're looking towards the future, if they really want to be a development club, um, yeah, they they should be looking to play some of the other young blokes. Speaking of young blokes, a few people in the comments asking about Jake Simkin, uh, Lids getting picked over Simkin, Rob. Um, yeah, again, I think all three of us are perplexed as yeah everyone else is about that one. Yeah, look, there's a, there's a consensus on social media that, um, you know, like that's been put to me that uh, Jake Simkin's first contact in defence hasn't been great, and that might be the reason that he, you know, hasn't been uh, given the go in first grade. So, look, it's up to the powers of being the club to play who they see as their, you know, number two hooker for next year, that's all. But 
if we're serious about developing Simkin, then I'd be going with Simkin. But perhaps the club is going to go down, you know, uh, Jacob Little's path. So that that's fine. That's up to them. I don't agree with it, but ultimately it's not my decision, is it? It's their decision. So, uh, yeah, it's it's puzzling to me, but it is what it is. Uh, Matamua making his debut on uh, in this game. As you... Um, you watched the under-18s. Uh, Under-18s, wasn't it? 19s. 19s, sorry. I was going to say it has to be older than that. Under-19s <laughs> uh, origin, but still so so young. But um, mm-hmm. what can you tell everyone about this kid? Uh, he had a really, really strong game. His second stint in the game was probably better than his first, but he definitely showed that he's got what it takes to to make it in the top grade. So I'm, ho- I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing a really good game from him. He, um, he tackled hard. He ran hard when he got the ball. Um, he looked like he had a bit of footwork on him too. So it's going to, going to be good to see him get a run. Hopefully he gets a bit of, he gets a decent stint off the bench in this one and making a debut at Leichhardt. How good, how mm. good is that going to be for the young bloke? He had the press conference the other day or yesterday or today or whenever it was, he had tears in his eyes when he yeah, it's cool. when he told his dad and everything. Like mm. he's about to make his first great debut at Leichhardt at the eighth wonder of the world as a tiger. It doesn't get much he, better than that. He grew up as a Tigers fan, apparently. Yeah, too. he's probably had countless games. He's probably spent countless games on the hill watching this team play, and now he's gonna be out there. He's gonna run out mm. towards the hill. I I he, he's gonna love every moment of it. I reckon, mm. and he'll he'll rip in. If he's nineteen, that makes him born. What is he born? Two thousand three. He wouldn't mm. remember. Is that my master right there? Two thousand three, maybe two thousand. Yeah, two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand three. He wouldn't remember two thousand five. In fact, he wouldn't remember two thousand ten or eleven. <laughs> really, I think, I think he'd, he'd remember the semis. But I don't think he'd remember the two thousand five. That's for mm, sure. I don't. I mean. It, I mean, he's, I mean, it's not that long ago for him. I don't really remember, like, early 90s footy when I was five, six. It was only mid-90s I can remember. Like, it'd be maybe a memory here. He's only, yeah, it's not that long ago for him. But, yeah, it's, it's just crazy to think that we've got players, players coming in, debuting, that were, yeah, five years old the last time we made the semis. Five? Get mass in my head. Twelve years. We had... Yeah. We had Post. players in Benji and Robbie's last few years in the game who grew up idolizing the two of them. Yeah. And they got to play alongside them or against them. And the the starstruck youngsters has been a huge thing the last yeah. few seasons. Like even with players like Cameron Smith, you had and Billy Slater and Cooper Cronk, all these young young men and women out there who are now playing the game, who idolized those guys. Mm. Yeah, yeah it's he, just crazy. Born in the year that Benji debuted for the West Tigers. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, There's a similar that's a thing. scary. Yeah. I don't think you guys watch Formula One, but Fernando Alonso, who's at Alpine now, there's a, there's drivers that are racing this year against him that weren't born when he started, which is pretty wow. crazy. Um. Yeah, no basketball reference there. Different sport tonight. But um, 
Anything else in there? Fanua Pohl, as good to see him get another run. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching him last week. He was one of the few shining lights in the game on Sunday. That's why I put him in my three, two, one. I I hope he backs it up. I hope he doesn't have a Cini. Um, he can back it up and have a really strong second showing. Um, yeah. Anything to add with for Paul, Rob? No, not really. Just he had a great debut. I, mm-hmm. I hope he can back it up, and I'm I'm sure the Leichhardt crowd will give him a bit of a lift. It. So yeah, it, it should be you know good to watch on replay. Um, Jock Madden. We we say this every week, but. How do we? Yeah, I want to see him get a crack. Why? How? Is there a way we can? I mean, it's all down the Luke Brooks factor. I know, like, there's just um, only so many halves jerseys to go around, and we're already fighting. There's three guys fighting over it, let alone Jock. But I don't know how. How how do we configure the bench, Rob? Like to. Get Jock Madden some first grade time. I, I don't think we can fit Jock on the bench. The only way you could configure it, which would probably make um, Jackson Hastings a little bit unhappy, would be to put Jock Madden at seven and Jackson Hastings at thirteen. That, 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 but that's the only yeah, that's that's the only way you could configure mm. it. But um, I'd just like to see one game in twenty twenty two where Jackson Hastings and Adam Dwayne are just. 100% locked and loaded and ready to just lead this team into something. And, and mm. again, we're not, we're not going to see it this week. So just at least experiment with the most logical choice of halves before we start doing this other stuff. On, back to Josh, Josh, I think that basically I'm assuming that the Tigers have just accepted that he's not going to be around next year. And they're not gonna because they're not mm. trying to develop him. He hasn't he, he had a great game against Canterbury the first time we played him when we won at Leichhardt, where he basically had to take control of the team when Jackson Hastings was in the sin bin in the second half for a crucial period of the game. His kicking game was absolutely on point. His decision making on the last tackle when he'd feign a kick and run or whatever he did, he did he ticked he did everything you could do to demand to be in the team the next week. And then Madge dropped him, so I, I don't know. Like it's just the 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 love affair with Luke Brooks continues, no matter who it's from, whether it's past coaches, current coaches, interim coaches, head of development, whatever. And you know, like the Dolphins seem to that they seem to be interested in Luke Brooks now. So hopefully they'll offer enough coin that we don't have to chip in too much. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know how else we get Madden there. He he can't be a back He can't be a reserve. He just he's just does he's not going to be able to play hooker. He doesn't have the defensive skills for hooker. Uh, if you watch the Manly game at Campbelltown, Josh and Aaron, you know he got just thrown away like a rag doll by uh, Olakawatu a few times, and he literally got after being on the field for a few minutes, he got hooked. So he didn't even really get much game time, and he's and he hasn't had a look in since. You know, making a couple of poor attempted tackles there. So I, I don't know what the future holds for him, but. Uh, yeah, like he's he's definitely got some potential. So if we're trying to, you know, see who's going to be right, and who's going to be wrong for 2023 and and keep this extended preseason going, we should be giving everyone a bit of a chance. But, you know, it's like, it's like what you said about the centre position. Like, why the hell have we kept Stafford Toa there? 
Um, is it just because James Robertson, Adam Dwayne, you'd consider both right centres, you know, because they've both got big right footsteps? I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the logic is behind it, but just whatever it is, we're not getting it right. And, yeah, I just hope it changes Saturday night, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Mm, yeah, we shall see. Uh, so whether um, – it's actually looking pretty good compared to the um, – the, yeah, New South Wales being absolutely hammered by rain, uh, obviously, this week, which has been mostly uh, – I don't know about – what's it been like out in Orange this week, weather-wise, as? This week's been nice and dry. Um, we had rain late last week for – well, I mean, while, while Sydney was getting rain last week, we were getting it too. Uh, yeah. But since Monday, I think, we've had blue skies for the most part, despite having more rain yeah. predicted on the radar and everything. Yeah, and well, Rob, you and I obviously live in the inner west. We haven't copped it. It's been raining a lot, but haven't copped it quite like southwest Sydney and the Hunter. Um, and thoughts out to, yeah, any, obviously it's, Tiger Territory out that way. So, yeah, all the people struggling with the floods. Thoughts to everyone. Um, yeah, hope you're all safe there. But Leichhardt Oval, traditionally, it always rains. But fingers crossed, it actually looks like it might be okay. So that little graph on the screen there is, um, yeah, it looks like there might be a touch, but, yeah, not not a drenching fingers crossed fingers crossed who knows but and um yeah 17 degrees during the day on saturday so it's meant to be quite a nice day fingers crossed um we had that yeah. game against the dogs at leichhardt a little over a month ago when we yeah. got some pretty heavy rain that night didn't we uh you were sitting next to me weren't you rob yeah we did we, yeah. we got it we got a pre-game and, and maybe at the beginning mm. of the game but then it was okay i think it was reasonably okay during the game josh from memory the hill looked like a bit of a mudslide uh, by the end of the night, though, especially as the rain was coming back down while the women's game was on afterwards. I hung around for that, and, yeah, they were playing in pouring rain. And then I remember seeing a video later on after seeing the hill opposite from the grandstand, and it looked like a bit of a mudslide. But watching the Origin game the other week, um, it looked like the hill had somewhat recovered a little bit. So hopefully it's... Uh, it's doing all right now too. <laughs> it mm. copped a it copped a hammering. <clears throat> ben asked on YouTube as you didn't realise you lived in Orange, you drive for every home game. Yep. Every home game in Sydney. I've got the full season membership. I'm a glutton for punishment, so yep. <laughs> I mean it does help your dad obviously lives in Sydney, so Yeah. I have I have um, free accommodation. You got all accommodation, I have to do is pay yeah. him for some food. But still it's um <laughs> it's a it's a yeah, a big drive to do twelve times. Or eleven times, ten, a year. <laughs> ten, seven oh, yeah. hour, seven hour round trips, yeah. roughly. So, traffic depending. Yeah, but uh, what's the closest to you, Campbelltown? Yeah, Campbelltown. I yeah. mean, it, yeah, it's about forty-five minutes off the M4. Uh, actually, or actually, no, probably Bank, probably Combank, because it's about half hour from reaching the, the M4, M4 to my yeah. dad's place. Yeah. yeah, so it, that's probably closest, Campbelltown and then Leichhardt furthest away. But it's, uh, yeah, nice to have Dad's place, which is 
sort of in the middle of all three. He's over he's over near Para, so it's not mm. too far from Leichhardt. It's about twenty minute drive from there. Um, it's a eight to ten minutes down the road on the bus to Combank, and it's about a fifty-ish minute drive down to Campbelltown, depending on which way I go. So yeah, fairly central for all three. Yeah, I live a suburb from your dad, so uh, yep. I get what you're <laughs> uh, Norman on Facebook, why are you calling Dewayhe Blakey? No, Dewayhe. So the cor- for obviously Norman's new to the show. So the correct pronunciation that Adam did confirm um, on the show. Uh, when did we have Adam on? It was last year. The last year, late last year. The, the correct pronunciation is Dwayhe. It's not Dewey. And uh, I knew this because of my wife works, yeah, works with a relative, an in-law or something with him. Um, the correct pronunciation is Dwayhe. So I ran with that. I like to be correct with those things. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, Dewey. I, I just can't bring myself to say the name. That's not actually his name. Um, I, the he funny, said funny. when he, yeah, well, he said he said he doesn't care. Like doing. he said he doesn't care on the sh- on the show. Like he he can't be bothered telling the commentators they're wrong. Like I so how many players in the NRL change their name pronunciation? Um, like Papali's now uh, Papali. Like yeah. So Shock. obviously Adam doesn't care enough to want to do it. But well, it's just yeah. I like to just say what it what it's like. Go. What just what are you going to say, Rob? I was just going to say, firstly, Adam said he, he's happy for the commentators to call him Dewey, but it's actually not like he, he knows himself. It's not the correct way to pronounce it. Mm. That's all. So, um, yeah, but, but you're mentioning players like Papa Lee. There's also Nick Cottridge, which he goes now by Nick Chotridge or something. He, I don't yeah. know. That's all changed. And then there's uh, Nickel Klukstar, or yeah. however he pronounces it now. <laughs> Klukstar instead of Klukstar. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's fair enough. You get called... you. You make the NRL, you should be called what you're called. Like, of course. If someone called me, like, I've got a very Anglo name, but if someone was saying Barnett instead of Barnett, I'd be like, no, it's Barnett. Like, yeah. Yeah. Say it right. Uh, righto. Uh, betting wise, according to an unnamed betting uh, agency, <laughs> I'm not going to name because they don't sponsor us. Um, plus, I've given them too much money. Lately. Uh, four bucks, dollar twenty-five for the Eels. Four dollars. What were we paying when we bet in the first time? It was seven or eight, wasn't it? Nine. No, no, it was nine in the lead up, and I think we jumped to ten before kickoff. Yeah, eleven and a half start. Uh, I don't know, eleven and a half start, Rob. Uh, if if the weather conditions are half reasonable as you're saying they might be, Parra mm. will cover the eleven and a half. What do you reckon, as? Oh, 11 and a half. Well, I don't want to give away too much about my prediction, but I've made a tip one way or the other on that. So <laughs> I I think we probably could. Um, but knowing us, if we let them get too far ahead, like it has done in previous weeks, it'll just blow out. Yeah, I, did, I don't know. I think the Leichhardt motivation... Seems to be the big thing at the moment. Will Leichhardt be enough to lift them? I mean, the crowd, 
Uh, I think it was Rachel asked earlier in the show. I meant to go back to that. Is Leichhardt sold out? I had a quick look uh, on Ticket Ticket Tech while the boys were talking. It doesn't like all the sections and the grandstands still have tickets. I don't think it's going to like. It's such a shame because playing Parramatta, um, a big fan base. If, if we were in good form, this would have sold out. It's a Saturday night, but I mean, um. And just look I was surprised it's, we got a forty dollars there for 40, the dogs. It's forty bucks a ticket for general mission. Just stand on the hill Crazy. in mud. Um, <clears throat> so that I mean, yeah, to throw out forty bucks. I mean, one hundred and four dollars for a family. Um, just quietly, the yeah, family tickets don't actually say the kids on it. Just a tip for anyone <laughs> out there. Um, I mean, 20, 20, what's that? 26 bucks a ticket for a family. Yeah. I mean, that's not too bad. 20, 26 bucks is about right. To stand on the hill. I, I get it. Like, like out over the fees and everything uh, to play there are so high and they've got to cover the costs. But um, yeah, it's, that's, that's crazy. And to sit, uh, to sit in the grandstand. So Aaron, you and, you and I sit in the grandstand pretty close to each other. So if you want a grandstand ticket, uh, 65 bucks an adult. So that's, um, that's pretty pricey for a night for a, to sit in the cold and watch the West Tigers. So I'm not surprised at all that, yeah, people aren't, aren't choosing to go $176 for a family ticket in the grandstand. Campbelltown's so, fairly similar. Um, Cost-wise, yeah, tickets, it's just, I think, it's just it? it's the suburban it's just grounds. the running costs. Yeah, that's a that's it's a double-edged sword. Do you do you want to play all our games at a Combank or an a, uh, what do you call it a core stadium and have tickets cheap, or do you do you like the suburban? Like it's it is it's it's a tough one. Like I'll choose Leichhardt and Campbelltown all day, but um, yeah, back when we used to play at. What was then ANZ Stadium? It used to be uh, you get eight games because you get the four, you get Dogs, Dragons, South, Eels away games, and the four home games. It was something like ninety bucks or something. It was like it was like eleven dollars a ticket or something back then. Because yeah, we got reciprocal for the away games as well. So. Um, yeah, I mean, with the way fuel prices and groceries and tolls and like it's just house prices and interest rates, like it's just yeah. And the team sucks. Yeah, I, I totally understand why um why people aren't going. But yeah, it's DD Lords forty dollars straight in the lease pockets. Uh, yeah, it does. There's a lot. Of, there is a lot of costs. I, I get. I know you're joking there, but um, there are a lot of costs when it comes to running Leichhardt games. It's just, yeah. If we play more games there, it'd be nice to get a bigger screen. And yeah, I know. Like one thing I've said this in the show, Rob. You noticed when we went to Leichhardt Oval, a the screen. We're sitting in the grandstand. The screen, like, is so far away that you can barely see it. But you have to squint to be able to to see it. But bringing up ads, this thing I've said this on the show on the show so many times, and I hope someone, I'm assuming the club 
controls the big screen because it's their ads. Stop putting fucking ads up when the when we're about to see a replay. I would not. I would purposely not go towards that brand that you'd be put up on the screen. We've gone to the game to like to. We paid our money to sit in the cold to support the team. Stop putting fucking ads over the replays so we can't see the replays when we're at the game. It is so annoying. And then the the the, the ad moves away and the replay's gone. Like put like a little scroll up if you have to put the company name down the bottom, like, or something put the company because everyone's eyes are obviously on the screen at that moment. I get why they're doing it, but put the company name at the bottom and then people's eyes can see the replay and the brand name as well. Like it's, it's, it shits me to tears, pay all this money to go to a game and you can't even see a replay. It's just, you want people to go to games, stop doing shit like that. There's my rant for, uh, for the night. I've said it, it's probably the seventh time I've said it on the show, but um, they got to listen to me eventually. There's, there's one thing, Lee. Lee, one thing I'll fight you over, Lee, is ads, ads, <laughs> of, ads on the big screen. Just, just, uh, have, right just, up, have, just have your phone going, mate. Just have your phone going on the NRL app or the Foxtel app or the KO app or the channel. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I end up doing that because you you're, get, say, you're, you're saying there. that because that's what that's what I did. I pulled the KO fucking yeah. app out on my phone um, to. To just see a replay. Yeah, exactly. When you, you did that at Campbell Town the second half when you were sitting with me. Too. I did. Yeah, that was that. Was, uh, yeah, that was more. I was had the shits for referee decision, and I wanted to see <laughs> see it again. Um, yeah, you want to see the stop making the experience live. Like you got to try and make the experience live be worth people the effort, money, and time to go and sit at the football. The team's not like not playing well enough to justify it for people, at least make the game day experience something better. And at least the kids on the field and all that sort of thing, they did do that at Campbelltown, I think, when we went as. I think that the kids on the field and that sort of thing mm-hmm. um, is really cool. But just just stuff like that just annoys me. Righto. Uh, predictions. What are we going, boys? Who are you starting with, mate? Oh, sorry. Um, that's right. I am controlling the show. Um, as yeah, I I hate to say it. I think we there's a very high chance we could get towed up. Um, I don't. I'm not expecting another um, Easter in July miracle. As much as as good as one would be, I do hope the like heart effect or the like heart effect kicks in and. We do half decently, but the way we've been going since Madge has been sacked and the fact that we just haven't been scoring points just makes me worried. I'm tipping the Eels to get up by 10 points, but I'm but that that's probably me just being generous. I'm hoping it's closer, but it could get really ugly. We don't even have um, Tamo's 300th now after he missed last week to hype the boys up as I was hoping it would, but Oh, mm. we'll, we'll have that for Penrith next week. I need it. Old team, yeah. I didn't <laughs> even think of that. Uh, what are you thinking, Rob? Uh, look, from what I've seen the last few weeks, and given the bounce back uh, Spouse had against us after we beat them by a last minute field goal, and I think Parramatta hate you know pretty badly. I, I got you know it's terrible. I, I hate being mm. pessimistic about it, but 
I'd say the score is going to be something like 36 to 6 in favour of power. I, I just don't, like I said, unless there's a torrential downpour of rain that makes it a bit closer. I, I haven't seen enough from the Tigers in attack. We we couldn't score a try against a team last weekend that had lost seven games in a row. And it's a bit disrespectful to say this about New Zealand, but they don't always try their hardest in defence either. So I just... I just don't know how we're going to go. One, one little ray of sunshine for us. Don't know if it's official yet or not, but apparently Ryan Madison might be out for Parramatta. Uh, so that, mm. that that will obviously, yeah. you know, they, they've, <laughs> they've got a great team anyway, so probably losing one person won't hurt. Uh, I just find with these Parramatta Tigers games that Mitchell Moses plays like something out of heaven generally. Yeah. He d- discovers a running game ends up having 80 or 90 metres of, of running and stuff like that. So I just hope, like, you know, if we lose, I can half accept it. I just don't want to see Moses have a good game. And I, I just feel like he will. But, um, yeah, look, hopefully something changes, guys. It's, it's got to change. The, the flick has to switch, you know, within the team as a unit and, and try and do something. But until I see something where I see they really believe in each other, you know, I'm not going to tip them again for the rest of the year. Yeah, the Mitchell Moses factor is a big one. Um, I'm just trying to find uh, a photo, this famous photo, see if I can find it. But I've got a bad feeling that a Mitchell Moses um, game winner, I think maybe a bit of revenge because he had the chance to get it. He had two chances. Yeah. He missed the conversion Uh, from about 15 or so away from the sideline, and then he missed the sitter field goal. So, oh, that was yeah, a good game. <laughs> he, he must score a try as well. Um, trying to think. Trying to find this photo. Uh, hey, what, I found what, it. I found what, it. What, while, while you're trying to find it, Josh, Aaron, yeah. what was it, which, which is your favourite game, the win against Power or the win against South? The, the fifth um, back to back. The win against Para. I'd say okay. the win against Souths if I was going based on being there. Uh, yeah. But based on the game as a whole, I'd say the win against Para. Just seeing Moses miss what he missed. Uh, <laughs> seeing Jacko's reaction to kicking the field goal after it got back up. There was just something about it. And literally everything that happened in the game too, other than the tries that Eel scored. But yeah. I'm never going to forget uh, Laurie's hit on Gufferson that sent him into the following week. That was That was an absolute highlight for me yeah um, we had a few memes that night didn't we <laughs> absolutely we did yeah then they, were, then they did the whole um titanic music over the jackson the, hastings field yeah, goal over the field yeah. goal <laughs> yeah, madge's reaction good. in the coach's box too though that was that was it made you so happy for him like he had been under the pump for the first five rounds and to see him react and shake his assistant up in the box and yeah it was just magic it's yeah, a shame we didn't get much more of it. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Right, boys, do you remember this, the photo on the right here? Do you remember that night? I, I can't see it properly. Josh, can you explain uh, it to me? It's Mitchell, Mitchell, the ball boy comforting. Um, Mitchell oh, Moses. I remember that. Yeah, as he missed the winning game-winning field goal against... Was it uh, Melbourne? It might have been, yeah, it might have been the... Storm. Yeah, that might have been the storm at yeah. my cart because I think a set or two later yeah. they kicked one at the other end. Yeah, Cameron Smith, maybe. 
That was the um, that was the Vunavalu debut, wasn't it? When he scored a couple of tries for Melbourne, Vunavalu and the Fox. Yeah, they debuted the same game. Really? Oh, there you go. The the ball boy, Simon Cook's son. There you go. Oh wow. Hmm. Good bit of trivia for you. Didn't know that. Simon Cook from West. For those that don't know. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, my my point of all this is, I want to see this, but him in an Eels jersey. I want to see him crying on Saturday night, on like at Oval, but for the other team. What's that your was predi- my whole point? What's your prediction? I think it's going to go the other way. I can see Mitchell Moses kicking a winning goal or a winning field goal to win the game. I, I'd, be, I'd be ecstatic. We'll have to score some points close. first. You'd be ecstatic. I'd be, I'd be ecstatic if it's that close. If it's that close. I, I'd, I'd love it to go down to the 80th minute. I really do. I would love I it to be close. The the. The bias in me is thinking Leichhardt. If if there's something something to lift the guys, it's, but I mean the crowd the crowd might be shit house, so the Leichhardt factor might not matter. So maybe the real maybe bummer is if we lose this, we're back in last because the Titans get points for the buy. That's that's and motivation is well. already better than ours. Surely there's something in the players that think, guys, if we lose this, we're last on the table. How shit does that make us look? Like there's got to be. There's got to be some sort of fire, some sort of something within the players to not want to get embarrassed at Leichhardt Oval and end up being last place, surely. Like, like I get that the, the, there's no semis or anything to play for, but, yeah, they've got to find some sort of pride to, yeah. Us, like, fans, not just members, fans, uh, all, all of... Thousands of us out there, give us something like, yeah. When we get the the the, the management above you, uh, like, yeah, like doing a horrible job. But come on, guys, just give us give us some sort of pride, like something something to not ruin our week with. It's just something, boys. But um, yeah, the, the I think they. The they, they, I think they've got the talent to do it. They the just need the drive. When we get 12 points behind or thereabouts, once once we get a couple of scores, yeah. that's when the heads seem to drop. I, I don't – like, it hasn't been Madge heroic efforts, but I think there's been a reasonable effort to a certain degree. Maybe the line speed could be better, et cetera. But, you know, last week they kind of defended the line pretty well for, you know, nearly 25 minutes. So I, I just feel when we're in the game, the scoreboard's close – it's not too bad, but it's just as soon as the game is out of reach or, or twelve the diff, you just the heads drop. It's just you, you just see it, and that that's why I'd, I'd be happy if we get down to that eightieth minute. I, I'd take that right now, but with a different result, which didn't happen while match was there because we saw even as they fell drastically behind in that first game against Manly at Lotto Land, they they never stopped giving up. Yep, they we got back, we got back into it, didn't we? We 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 came back hard in the second half, and what did we do? We got to within a converted try, didn't we? Yeah, I think we got to within six to ten points or something, but then they ended up winning by eighteen. I think it was in the end, so they had, uh, they blew uh, it out a little bit, but we kept it close for a lot. Yeah, we got like back to back quick tries. We got it back to like a converted try, and then Stafford Tower for some reason ran the ball back from the kickoff and lost the ball immediately, and Alloway mm. got his try. Like that was, and a forward should have been taking it up. Just again, a, a basic fundamental that a 
a team should, you know, be organised with and have a big bopper take it up and not a little bloke carting it on the first, you know, carry back. It's anyway, crying over spilled milk. I think I think Adam Dwayne, even though he's in the centres, I think him starting and playing eighty minutes is still a plus. So Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. definitely a hopefully it's a step closer to getting him back at number six. Mm. Uh righto. So Next episode, we've been kind of all over the shop with days and um, yeah, not having our normal Monday, Thursday lately. And next week's or the next show will be Sunday night. So obviously we play Saturday night. We are doing Sunday night as my uh, wife is having shoulder surgery uh, on Monday. She is a UFC fighter, according to Gussie. So um, yeah, it's pretty... <laughs> Pretty common for uh, that. Uh, she's just Oztag, an, a recurring Oztag injury. Um, funny enough, yeah. So uh, I can't, yeah, won't be able to do the show Monday. So we're going to come uh, a day early and do Sunday night. So twenty-four, less than twenty-four hours after full time, um, we'll be live in the air. I don't think I've told you this yet, Aaron, but um, <laughs> yeah, if you can make it uh, as well. Um, for that show as well. But um, yeah, Sunday night, 8.30. So thanks to everyone joining uh, yeah, joining tonight. And yeah, as I'll see you in the uh, Latcham-Robinson stand on Saturday night. Rob, do you, so do you want no spoilers, Rob? I, I, I'm fine, mate. I'm going to, like, I'm actually going to have a Twitter-free Twitter weekend, although now that you said we're doing Sunday night, which I've forgotten about, um, I'm going to have to watch the game Sunday or, or late Saturday night. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I might I might even change my mind and drive down the Leichhardt. Not sure yet. Okay. <laughs> if you want, I, I've got a ticket for you. If you want to come, I've yeah, got a you've taken you. with the free grade thing. So I might take yeah. you up on it. But let okay. me. I'll get back to you tomorrow. It sounds good. Okay. As Brennan said, is Oztag the opposite pole opposite of USA? Funny enough. I've had more injuries with Oztag than any sport. I played 18 years of rugby, rugby league, and I have had more injuries from Oztag than I did from footy. And uh, my wife's done a shoulder. My sister-in-law tore her finger. Um, I've had mates do like ACLs. I, I've done my ACL um, playing Oztag. It's, I don't know why, but Oztag, um, your boys play Oztag as well. Rob, have they had Yeah, they've had injuries. Mate, or- Major yeah, like the same. They play the same. They play Homebush as well, like I did. Um, yeah, it's it's actually <laughs> for whatever reason, and the doctors have said it to us. Apparently, Oztag um, is actually pretty bad for injuries. I don't know. I, don't, I think in footy, because you brace yourself when it comes to contact, whereas Oztag, you kind of a bit more loose. I don't. I don't know why, but um, yeah, dangerous sport, Oztag. But um, yeah. All right, boys. As uh, as always, drop it in the uh, the comments, guys. I thought I thought we'd get away for an hour again, but um, yeah, so lots of great comments in the live um, live tonight. So yeah, please join us Sunday night again, guys. All the regulars, see you all there. Thanks for the three Patreon uh, subscribers who have joined us. They're in the Discord already, I believe. I saw them notifications come up. So um, yeah, patreon.com for slash West Life. If you want to join us boys at, and girls, we've got a girl, Rachel. Thank you for that. Um, 
yeah, but as always, guys, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for Westlife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the Westlife Podcast.